time I take a ride, I feel alive with nowhere to go. I'm the king of the road. You're the queen of my throne. Riding high, day and night, satisfied wherever we roam. You're the star of the show. You shimmer like gold. Now, baby, let's ride. We got nothing but time. You get all the reactions. You're the main attraction. It's no surprise. Gotta like your style. You're the perfect distraction. You're the main attraction. From Studio 7 in Stittsville, Studio 81 in South Canada, and Studio 10 in downtown Ottawa, welcome to Season 8, Episode 17 of The Sense Call-Ups for Thursday, June 11th, 2020. I'm Cardinal. Okay, I screwed that one up. because Reload! Well, I, I don't know if you listened to the last episode. I didn't identify any of us, except, nah. for, the, except for the two of you. I never identified myself. I don't think people are going to jump in at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, try that one again. From Studio 7 in Stittsville, Studio 81 in South Canada, and Studio 10 in downtown Ottawa, welcome to Season 8, Episode 17 of The Sense Call-Ups for Thursday, June 11th, 2020. I'm Cardinal, Panic Knocker here as well, and we're here tonight to talk about the draft again, as well as plans for the playoff and other stuff surrounding the Senators. To be honest, I think the last one will likely dominate our conversation, as there have been quite a number of less-than-flattering news stories of, of late, and the talk around them has been negative too, with one surprising and heartwarming exception. Boys, I'm looking forward to going fishing sometime soon if things continue to improve. Any new hobbies or interesting stuff going on? <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm starting to garden. I planted, yeah, my little, I planted my little babies the other day. So Excellent. And those... Nice little, well, not little, the the, the Vegapod uh, planters that I got. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how's that going? Okay. It's going okay. So Does, I does that automatically water them too? <laughs> Only no. if you, you can Wi-Fi yeah. to water them. <laughs> Technically, know, They look can, pretty sophisticated. Yeah. yeah. No, it does have a missing system on it. Cool. So, yeah. And with the, because uh, I've got two two of the medium ones, I really should have gotten one big one, but that that's fine. Because with that, I don't use my hose for anything else in the backyard. So really, it's just kind of go out the door, turn it on, and then leave, and then turn it back off. So yeah, they're nice. They're really nice. So the covers on them, which are a mesh, help for bugs and to keep critters out and humidity and heat. So they're pricey. Is it a a metal mesh or is it just a heavy plastic? No, nylon. Okay. Yeah, so rain can still get in. Ah, okay, yes. And air, of course, but yeah, so it's uh, they're still pretty heavy duty. So they were well I need watered to loan yesterday. You. <laughs> yeah, 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 good point. <laughs> yeah, so that's. And I need to loan you my cat. If no. I loan you my cat, it'll get through that screen for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Can I get anything new with you? Uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, well, on the on the health front uh, i'm approaching almost 40 pounds lost so that's going well wow i'm not even going to recognize you you're going to turn sideways and disappear 
I wish. Um, <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, you know, Pam was talking about this a couple episodes ago. Uh, like I was doing kind of daily workout videos, uh, like through Beachbody on demand, and 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 I kept running into issues where I'd be going for that's not know, a like after that, a week or so. And, <laughs> <laughs> different website, and <laughs> my knees would hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a good segue. Uh, so anyway, long story short, is I I started doing uh, yoga, and uh, I've actually been going i've finished like three four weeks now i think at yoga and i'm still going so that's actually something i come to quite like it's uh not at all what you think it is unless until you try it are, are you uh, doing it sure. through online or are you going somewhere for that no no online just okay. doing it at home and following instructions it's like one and of the, stuff. the live classes or that they're broadcasting or one of the local they're not live they're previously recorded okay but they've done live stuff like that before okay. Yeah, nice. I, I, I've walked away from it for now, but it's uh, I, it really helps, eh? It really, yeah, like, it, I felt centered. I got to start over again, but I felt centered when I was doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of aspects to it. Like, there's the, and there's, everyone could be different, right? You could be, this one's more stretching, this yeah. one's more aerobic, this one's more relax, and this one's more core strength and stuff. So there's a lot of hard stuff in it, for sure. It doesn't have to be all kind of hippy dippy. It can be whatever you want it to be, right? So, good for you. So that's been good. Uh, have you been outside your house there, Pan? Uh, out, well, outside, yeah, like to the garden, like, like to a store. I, I, like I've that, started, no, not to stores. I've gone to like chiropractor and physiotherapist. Okay, and I believe that's it. But I'm I'm going to start this weekend. But like yeah, I'm, I'm well, not, I'm not really going to go to stores. I think the other thing too is now that restaurants will be reopening in Ontario. Um, well, so some, some or Pat, well, Pat, correction: the restaurants have already been open for takeout. But I think now that with more activities and other things like that opening up, there may be less people that go to the big box stores and whatnot. Hope so. So I'm. Because I just need to do one big Costco run. Well, it, it's not, not bad really, if you go mid afternoon. And not really need. Oh, yeah. well, okay. Because yeah. my my work days are still pretty full. I've, I was going to say I've been to Costco a couple of times, mid to late afternoon, and they're not. The parking lot always seems full, but the store isn't, and there's no lineup at the at the checkout. Like you just walk up and check out. It's great. Yeah. Are they still making... kind of running out of things? I haven't oh, noticed stocked. anything that they're running out of. Okay, good. My comment about some wasn't that, uh, I mean, yes, and that's what I was getting to. Like, everything's kind of reopening here on tomorrow for us, uh, but not all of Ontario, right? So nope. GTA still closed in phase yeah. one. So suck at Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's... Uh... Yeah, that's what you get for Trinity Bellwoods, Toronto. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because it's everyone who's saying that it's because uh, it's the areas that didn't vote for Doug Ford. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. There, there's there's 200 cases a day in Ontario, and 150 of them are in Toronto. There's a reason. Yeah. Why does North Bay have to stay closed because Toronto can't figure it out? 
Now, the risk to all of this are going to be the idiots going from the high-density areas out of town, maybe go to Kingston to get to the something. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Or going to the Kawartha. It's Kawartha's. not fair that Toronto's closed. Exactly. So, how, how, you'd been, uh, blah, blah. how have you been doing, Cardinal? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Um, I've been uh, work, works, work, whatever. Um, I've been trying to spend as much time outside as I can. Uh, and I've been enjoying that because I love being outside. It doesn't really matter the season. I like being outside, period. So I mean, back in March when this started, I was still walking a lot outside. I may not be walking quite so much, but I'm still spending lots of time outdoors, which is just good for my psyche because I'm, I'm outdoors. I get fresh air that way. So that's good. Um, if all goes well, fingers and toes and everything else crossed, uh, I'm going fishing next weekend because apparently the bugs aren't too bad. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I've booked myself a three-day weekend, so I'm going to be driving up and going straight up to the lake and staying there for three days. Good for you. Looking forward to it, too. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's the big news. And I've actually, you'll be so proud of me. I've actually booked some vacation for the summer already. Hooray! (laughs) Me. Yeah, me. So I'm looking forward to that, too. I mean, that's that's like a month away. or more, depending on... I'm actually looking at a couple of different time periods, but I'm still looking forward to that, too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, just before we get to the hockey talk, uh, on that note of going out and going to stores and stuff, I've done it uh, a little bit, not much at all, but I, I'm... I, this is going to be quite something for mental health going forward. Uh, I, you guys know me pretty well, and... Uh, you probably would agree that I'm not one that has really struggled with mental health, thank goodness, but there's a lot of people that do. I find now I go into the store and I'm not used to wearing a mask and I do, but it's like the whole time you're in there, there's this thought in your head. It's like, I shouldn't be here. Shouldn't be here long. Get moving, get in, get out, get out of this person's way. And it's, it's, it's very stressful. And I wonder what the repercussions are going to be when this thing is over, like how we feel about being next to people. It's, it's, there's going to be an interesting, and that's me saying it as a adult. Can you imagine young people and what they're going through and dealing with this? Well, I'm, I'm in, there's, there's part of me that is glad you feel that way, to be completely honest, um, that you want to be in and out that part, not the, I'm stressed being around people. But the, I want to be in and out quickly. I want to keep my distance from people. Um, I'm glad to hear that because there's a sizable portion of the population in Ottawa already who seem to be acting like this is over. Uh, I don't don't need to wear a mask. I don't need to be paying attention to anybody else. I can do what I want, go where I want. Um, I can walk right up beside people. It doesn't matter. I don't need to wear a mask. They can be quite obnoxious about it to be completely honest um and that unfortunately that proportion of the population seems to be growing now um i i've noticed as i move around the city for various reasons for work and and other things um it seems to be worse in some parts of the city than others and i I say that i mean i'm in center town so center town is still a ghost town there's nothing happening here because nobody's coming to work in downtown. Nobody. Everybody's still working right. remotely. But in the different suburbs, different suburbs act differently. It's really weird. Um, 
I found that, um, it, for example, we were just talking about Costco. I went to Costco out on um, Innis Road in Gloucester, and everybody cut their distance. There you go. Mayor of Ellen Hunt Club, they didn't. Huh. Same store, different location, different population, different reaction. It was very strange. So, people, keep your distance. This isn't over. We're adapting to it. So, adapt. Don't just go, oh, well, everything's fine. Let's go back to normal. Because you'll get bad results. I don't, I don't think we'll get that unless there's a vaccine. Uh, there seems to be a sizable problem. Even some of the people who I have to interact with, um, I've had reactions of, oh, just get over it already. And I wow. No, I don't I wish. I don't. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. Uh, clearly, you don't know anybody who's been affected by it. So I hope that continues to be that way for you. But um, yeah, not so much. Yeah. All right. Before we start, a uh, quick housekeeping email. The email address is uh, podcast at sendscallups.com. We have two to read today. Thank you very much. We'll get to those in a bit. The forums are at sendscallups.com. Uh, there are ongoing threads about all sorts of things from bacon, wine, beer, and uh, stuff on and off the ice. And uh, the waiver wire sponsored by our friends at Versature is one eight four four scusens Now, uh, Canuck, I believe you have a little gift that was sent to us recently to we do. Get, us, get us into the next segment. You can introduce it. Game on! Game on! Game on! Do I have to hit the horn? Okay. Double games! Game on! <laughs> Game on! Game on! Yeah, that was a little uh, montage from CB Inc. And when you played it in the before we started recording, you played it, and Pan's reaction was, "Damn, that's loud!" Yeah. Yep. So now you know how we feel. <laughs> that second last one just pierced my ears again, too. So. <laughs> well, there you go. A little, a little view from the other side of the microphone. Ah, now, where do you want to start? I mean, there's a lot we can talk about. Do you want to start talking about the draft, and then we'll move into the other stuff? Sure. Okay, so hockey's back. So ish, <laughs> ish, ish. <laughs> it's closer to being back. It's it's back ish. It's 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 taking steps towards it. Because tomorrow is when things start. To, more teams start to open their training facilities. Yes, or was that today? Yeah. So from what I saw, to, uh, actually, I think I sent it to you guys. So what I saw was there's lots of teams that are doing informal skates right now. Hmm. But, uh, did I send that? Anyways, but the actual camps don't start until July 10th. It's July 10th, okay. Yeah, so, which is what? A month and a, a month from today, or from yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Why are you waiting so long? Um, I presume that there is a either a medical or a other reason of trying to get everybody back to where they're supposed to be. For example, um, if there's an Ottawa Senators player who's in the U.S., they can't come up here yet. Border's still closed. Right, okay. But yeah. I'm, I'm so guessing that's the reason. Can't, can't, yeah, could be. Um, camps are at 
Apparently, Canada's going to have an announcement tomorrow in regards to that. I was going to say, they, they, were, they haven't actually decided where the hub cities, however many they're going to be, nor where they are. There's been no announcement right. on that, yeah? Now, and, correct. Now, with where things are standing politically, um, I would not be surprised if Edmonton and Vancouver get it. Because, one, both of them have done very, very well in regards to the pandemic. Um, two, there's just so much politically going on in the U.S. right now. In all the major cities, and all the major cities pretty much have a hockey team. So, like, even Bridgestone in Nashville ended up getting vandalized somewhat. Wow. Really? So, it was only graffiti, though, but... Like there's just so much going on that the people that you'll need to supply for the food or whatever entertainment that they're they're, they're going to have the hotel staff, I, it's going to be a hotbed in a couple weeks again. Well, how many hub cities are they planning on having? I've heard two. two I've heard four. Two. Oh, only two. Two. They've announced two. One in the east. One in the west. No, one for the east. One for, for the, the east. West. One for the ah, west. Correct. Okay. So Vancouver. So we could and still do Vancouver and Edmonton. Yeah. Hmm. Because okay. it doesn't really matter where the cities are. No, Vegas no would have been easier because they could have just taken one of the uh, one of the hotels, like what we spoke of. But as we saw, they've reopened the casinos, which was just terrifying to watch. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> know anything's going on there. Yeah. Well, there'll be things going on there. <laughs> yeah, possibly before too too long. Mm-hmm. What a mess. Okay, so it's only two. And there's an announcement tomorrow? Apparently, apparently the the government, yeah, who knows? Well, we'll see. Oh, yeah. Probably about, like, because the players will get special rights in regards to their um, quarantine. If they come into Canada. Oh. So, uh, like, yeah, I don't you, think they're going to You said be... something about that. Oh, I don't. Something about them getting tests if they have to cross the border and make sure they're not taken away from tests from the public or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think they'll have to do daily tests in regards to that or something like that. And not having to automatically self-isolate for 14 days. Correct, because they'll just go into their ecos- their own ecosystem. Oh, they can isolate in that. So ecosystem. like the Minnesota Wild go to this hotel and they stay amongst themselves. Hmm. And they go to this rink where only maybe only four other teams practice at. And that's and all you do. And they'll each have their own dressing room. Yeah. Like that. Who knows? Okay. But this is all new since we last recorded, right? So oh, yeah. I think it was. So the fact that they actually do have a plan to come back, a way to kind of address the, like, what do we do with the regular season? Um, a, lot, a lot of stuff's actually happened on that note alone. Well, they, the made some, they made some good progress on it, for sure, as, as the NHL is compared to some of the other sports. The NBA seems to have things pretty locked down as to what they're going to do and where yeah. and when. Well, because they're taking over Disneyland? ESPN Sports There's a World sports something. place there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. they were... So they were again, they're going to be their own ecosystem. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, some of that is still being worked out too. They were talking on the radio today about the fact that the whole thing that's being talked about for the NBA so far is the NBA. The coverage of it, that part hasn't been included yet. But some of what's come out is, well, you're not staying in the same place as the players and you're not going to have access to the players and so on. So it's 
there's still some of that that needs to be worked out. It's like, okay, hang on a second, NBA. If you want coverage, you got to do something for the people covering you. Because you're not going to have any fans in the building. If you want good coverage, you got to do something for them. So I hope the NHL, is, the NHL is watching that and goes, okay, we're going to include X number of media per hub. Done. Treat them as yep. one more team or something like that. Oh, that's pretty much what I figure there's going to be. Well, now hockey's going to be a little bit easier, right? Because the media doesn't have to be on the rink. Well, the media won't have access to well, the yeah. actual NBA courts either. They won't be courtside. Sure. They won't be in the building. We, all, we always see the camera guy on the court. Hmm. That won't so be happening. The sight lines on the basketball game should be pretty different, I would assume. Mm. I wonder. Yeah. They'll, they'll find a way to do it. Little what do you think of the twenty? Around. What do you think of the twenty-four team play-in as opposed to just sixteen? I, I don't think I mind it. Uh, I know what they're trying to do with that. They're trying to appease the let's call them bubble teams that were everybody kind of fighting and the lack of a end of a season. Um, so I, I, I don't mind it. Uh, it's this whole year has an asterisk on it because well the the whole world has changed so. Any way yeah. you slice it, there's got to be a star. So I guess it has an asterisk the same way that a lockout shortened season does. So sure, it's 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 an anomaly, but we've had anomaly seasons before. As for the play the play in teams, sure, if it makes everybody happy, fine. You're, you're, everybody who thought they had a chance, you still have a chance. Great, I'm I'm all for it. That's fine. Well, teams that thought that they didn't have a chance have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Like Montreal, that ended up yeah, like Montreal and Chicago ended up selling too. Like oh, I, well. I'm yeah. pretty sure they they'd want to hold on to Robin Leonard. And ch- chances are you're, you're probably not going to win anyways. But um, I, I just think it, you get an extra eight regions, eight fan bases to get involved and engaged. Yeah. Sure. So I'm fine with it. But you know what? With the large break that we've had, I think I don't know, like you might see some surprises because everybody's out of rhythm. This is a chance for teams that just did not have a good start and just we're not getting it together. Well, right now everybody's not together. So everybody's got to get back into the groove and maybe one of these little bubble teams gets in the groove faster and gets on a run. It'll also be everybody's had a chance to heal up. So no teams are going in with a lot of injuries. Columbus was in trouble. Carolina was in trouble, right? Because both their goalies were hurt, I think. Right. Um, and yeah, I think you're hundred percent right in regards to that. So I would really think the younger teams might do better. Well, both of Carolina's goalies were hurt in a game against Toronto. We know how that turned Correct. out. Oh. Yes. It's <laughs> wonderful. wonderful. What I don't like um, though, and this goes to your, your tie in Carnal, you talk about the draft is I don't like how the draft lottery is giving credence to those that lose in the play in round and i guess when i thought about it remember last time we recorded it seemed like maybe the sends are going to be extremely favorable position where there's talk of maybe only one team getting a lottery win so that would mean that at worst case ottawa could be third and fourth i think or yeah. second and third or something yeah, third and fourth uh, and and now it, it's really kind of back to what it was, where there's a lottery for one, two, three. So we could get five and six, uh, which okay, it's it's what it was. But 
what what I find find weird about it is that they're going to have this draft beforehand, or sort of the lottery beforehand, and they don't. Of course, you can't name the team. It's going to all they're going to know is that oh, one of these play-in losers is going to win, and I assume that's going to be the the team doesn't know it. It'll just be like Team A, right? Well, if now you're one of these teams in the play-in round and you know that you got a like a one in four shot if you lose, uh, maybe that or one in eight that. Uh, that you, you could have won a pick. Ooh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting element there. I, well, I hope that doesn't come to play. I just hope it's the top seven teams that get the lottery somehow. And of course I hope it's the no, it's, hope it's the top two, top two of the top three teams. Yeah. But no, it's, yeah. uh, and so the players won't get motivated by if we, if we lose this, then we get the top. Pick. The players will not players get, motivated. Don't get motivated by that. Cause it's, you're going to, one of you is going to lose your job. Um, now, if Ottawa can't get the first and second overall pick, I would very much like for Carey Price to pull something out of his ass and beat the Penguins and then lose in the next round because that would mean that Carey Price would have cost the Montreal Canadiens Alexis Lafreniere. And then <laughs> Pittsburgh gets it? And Pittsburgh gets it, so who cares? No. It, Pittsburgh well, just cannot catch a break, can they? Taylor oh. Hall's still in Jersey, right? So, uh, no, he's in Arizona. He's in Arizona, so they'll get yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> could very well be. So, but yeah, how how just because the fan base has just been dumping on Carey Price for years now, he's not really the problem. No, and so now if he ends up costing them the first overall pick, how great would that be? Actually, since we're talking about the Habs, we'll go off topic of the center just for a second. I don't know if you saw this piece of news the other day. Um, Mark, or sorry, Jeff Molson, owner, president, get on again, big cheese, uh, said to the media that the Habs will not be naming a president of hockey operations in Bergevin will continue to report directly to him. Sound familiar? Yeah. Did, I thought that did was they have one before, though? They've ha- Well, not for a while, but they have had them before, yes. I thought that would sounded interesting because it sounded familiar. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's anyway. one. Instead of saying that I'm going to be the president of the team, well, which we've definitely heard of before. Well, I'm just saying it <laughs> quietly. That's all. <laughs> now, um, why don't we? There, there are lots of other senators' news we can talk about, but I think one of the emails uh, would be a great jumping-off point for this, would it not? Sure. Anybody who wants to read it? The so one from JP? I think so, yeah. I have to go back and find it now that I've oh said God, that. Oh, God, it's long. It's long. Yeah, I'll, I can read it. Okay. I got it right here. Good. All right, so we got an email from JP Grimes. Why do people support this team in 2020? Hey, guys. I wrote earlier this year about how I slowly lost interest and enthusiasm in the Ottawa Senators until I'd gone from fan to rooting against the team. Now, as an outsider and in light of recent Sens Foundation news, I have to ask the obvious question and ask for honest answers. Why do people support this team anymore? Consider the reasons for supporting a local team. It's obvious winning is not the goal, especially when people know the management and ownership is, is more about Ottawa Trump saving money, pride, and throwing his weight around. So are hockey fans that attach to this team not focused on winning? If winning's not everything, then perhaps it's fan loyalty to a team that's willing to leave leave to make more money. 
so perhaps not a great relationship when it comes to loyalty. It is not to serve the interests of fans because the fans have pretty much enjoyed years of embarrassing off-ice shenanigans, loss of fan favorites, cost-cutting to fan amenities, hot water anyone, and being dishonest with the fans. So fans' interests are not front and center. It's not about supporting the city because we know the team would leave in an instant if the NHL would let them. We also know they keep pushing the city to soak up more tax dollars because they can't run their business. Lastly, with the latest revelations about the foundation, it's obviously not about supporting community and charities. Charities, sorry. Uh, so at this point, what is an Ottawa Sens fan supporting? In 2020, when the character of a business and the associate owner is recognized as key ingredient in societal support for the business, what is the benefit? Are folks simply showing blind devotion? Or are folks just so interested slash hopeful that they can take part in a winning feeling that all the surrounding aspects of community and sport are just not important? Jeepers. And that's from JP. Now, before we answer that, uh, I, I think we may be a little clarification of a couple of those things in, is in order for people who may not have heard the news. Um, yeah, we need to go there. It, it came out about a week ago-ish, week, week ago, that the Sens Foundation, which actually is a separate entity from the team, there is a working relationship between the two, but it is a separate entity. It's a charitable organization associated with the Ottawa Senators. And they put out a press release about a week ago saying um, the contract that they have uh, for that association is ending on July 31st and that they will not be renewing it. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? Bombshell number one, <laughs> um, which certainly resonated around quite a bit, and we can get into that. It came out just a little bit later that the team had put out a request for uh, proposals for um, what they wanted the foundation to do as uh, not as that specific thing, but that what they wanted the foundation associated with the hockey team, what they would want it to focus on and work for or work towards and that sort of thing. And, uh, and the, the structure and that sort of thing. And that's where the uh, existing foundation said uh, hard. No. And, and that's, sort of where that line was drawn, and that's why the announcement came out that the split would be happening. Um, yeah. Well, hold on there for a second, because yep. when you... when yeah, you let's break it down. First, you, yeah. So you hear the news, and you're like, whoa. And of course, you immediately think, what did Melnick do, right? Yep. And, and, and then you eventually hear, a, and there's a bunch of speculation, there's a bunch of alleged insiders that are telling stuff which quite honestly sounds very believable that you know the, the people and this is just hearsay the people in the sense foundation and, and you know the melnick direction they just weren't agreeing uh you know and melnick wanted to you know take on different charities and blah 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 i wanted to use it more self-promotion those are all allegations we may never find the truth on mm-hmm. but then the team kind of issues the statement and if you just read the statement from the team at face value, it, it offers perspective, right? It's it's like, okay, well, you know, they they, they they said they wanted to open it up and, you know, the, the contract's up. We're going to go for a crest for a proposal. Uh, you know, your renewal, this is standard in my world. I have for a that copy kind of, of that statement if you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want yeah. me to read that? Okay. Yep. This was from go June 4th. It. June 4th, so a week ago. <clears throat> The Ottawa Senators Hockey Club today announced that it will begin a request for proposal process to explore alternative options to further its philanthropic endeavors. The Ottawa Senators Foundation, the charitable arm of the hockey club, 
has primarily focused on its work to empower children and youth and has contributed significantly to the community. The current terms of the Foundation's licensing agreement, which provides the Foundation the right to use the Ottawa Senators brand, will end July 30th, 2020. The Ottawa Senators informed the current uh, Foundation leadership months ago that the club intends to open a fair and transparent request for proposals, RFP, process to ensure its charitable arm remains a vital part of the community. The Foundation leadership protested and informed the Ottawa Senators they would not comply with an RFP process. The Ottawa Senators will continue to support Continue its support for child and youth empowerment, mental health, and pediatric and palliative care. The club also hopes to broaden and expand its reach to include the scope of aid the foundation provides to include, for example, assistance to victims of domestic abuse and organ transplant educational resources. It, it doesn't sound too bad, does it? Like it's, it sounds somewhat reasonable at face value. Uh, I think another thing that came out was, and I don't, I guess it's not part of that statement, but there, there was some concern from the SENS Foundation and it, there was a previous report from last year about the amount on the dollar that actually makes it to the charity that they have very high administrative costs. Like I think it was, I, for, I forget the number, like 50%? Yeah. Yeah, like 51% of your donations actually getting to the charity and 49, I guess, would be in some of the overhead. So I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, this is actually coming from the SENS and part of the reason they wanted to explore this RFP uh, of maybe you know, looking at other options is that, well, maybe we could get something that sends a little more dollar to the community, right? That's right. Uh, now, it, all things said and equal, uh, it doesn't matter if it's good reasons or bad reasons, the optics of the SENS foundations and the SENS parting is, is bad. Very. Uh, it, it's unheard of. Yeah. It's absolutely unheard of. So let, let's give Melnick all the benefit of the doubt here and let's say, you know what? Maybe the Sense Foundation wasn't doing so good and, you know, maybe they weren't being as good with their money. So let's let's find a better foundation. You know, I know the optics are bad, but let's do it. So what do we learn about the next day? <sighs> we learned about his previous charitable organization, foundation. I guess foundation is the right word. Yeah. The Organ Project mm-hmm. done by Melnick. And what was the number there? Uh, he, he uh, the overall last number. year they earned a million dollars and only five thousand made it to the community. Yep, and they also Point. have two hundred thousand dollars of debt, <laughs> <laughs> and spent seven hundred and eighty about seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars on advertising. Now, okay, thank you. Remember when we uh-huh. remember in twenty seventeen, Canuck, when we were all excited for the playoffs. R- remember the ads on the on the uh, Bell HD screen. I don't know why I had to brand brand it, but on the Bell HD screen (laughs) um, that we're bringing you down. Do you remember that? Bringing me down. Yep. What was the ad? No, I don't remember. It was promotions on the organ project. I do remember the organ project. I absolutely remember it. You want to be happy and you just felt that it brought the mood down. I remember you, you mentioning that. Okay. Well, so anyways. You, at the game, you mean? Like they right. had this big thing. And it, okay, so sure. So how yeah. much money did the Oregon Project pay the senators to play those commercials? Is it more or less than $5,000? Obviously more. You'd think. Yeah. So, and I think this is where you guys are alluding to, is 
Eugene said, and it's, I think you positioned it well here too, uh, Canuck, but Eugene says we need to get more money out into the community and he wants to do it. But yet when he had his other project that he was the lead on, 0.5% of the total proceeds went to the cause. 0.5. Yeah. Who are you to say that you can do a better job than them? And if that's 0.5%. the case, and I know that he's arguing, I got to be careful, but that there's a, there's a challenge in regards to how much he's charged in rent to the foundation for their office space. Yeah. And no, that's, that's been peer to put peer, on, on no, social media. Yeah. So peer to peer, no other foundation does, or no other team does that to the foundation. They just give them the, the office space for free. So, so the SINS foundation had high administrative costs. And part of that was the rent you were charging them to have an office at the Canadian tire center. That's right. Wow. I hadn't seen that one. That just makes yeah. it look even worse. I hadn't heard the, that one because there was the report says hundreds of thousands of dollars. And apparently, the the uh, Sense Foundation did make a hundred k donation to the organ project, but I don't know if it actually went that through or not. That apparently did there, not go through. But there was an attempt to do it and an, an intent to do it at one point. Yeah. So I think Eugene was probably pushing for it, and then at the last minute, the team, or the foundation, decided against it. Now, another thing about this is, remember at the outdoor game in 2018, or the alumni game? Yes. When Eugene was talking about everything that he's done for the community, including building all the 15 rinks around town? Did he build those, or did the Sens Foundation build it? The foundation built those. That's right. All the the rink of dreams. Yeah, or the Senseplex and stuff like that. So he's taking credit because he was an he, he was influential for the foundation, but it's the foundation that did it, not him. So a charity like the Sens Foundation, of course, is going to be in ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time going to be seen in positive light by the community because they're doing charitable work, and basically the owner, and I think most owners would do this, but you know he's kind of playing the card all hey it's the senators right i'm the senator so look what i'm doing right that's right but when you break it all down like this it, it's stinky yep mm. so it's, and, and if you don't it, go ahead. yeah so <laughs> i was just gonna say that you, you don't mind me going to the next point because it kind of ties right in here so this all kind of came out one day after the other and uh so one million dollars raised last year by the Oregon project and only 5,000 got to the community. So one of the t- sends Twitter folks, six sends, six sends, uh, Graham Nichols said, Hey, I bet here in the sense community, we could raise more than $5,000 by the time, uh, Ian Mendez gets on the radio in the afternoon. Let's see if we can get $5,000 in donation and tweets a link to, uh, the Trillium fund and which is uh, another Ontario organ donor based, uh, charity. And sure enough, I think, they had it within a couple hours and I think within like by the next day they had over $12,000 completely free 19, donations. 19, 19? Yeah, 20 grand is what it reached. 20 grand, 20 grand. Okay. Thanks with, for correcting with, that. with zero overhead. Well, Trillium's going to have overhead though. No, but I mean the, the, the raising part didn't have Correct. overhead. There was yes. no administration costs. There was no advertising costs. There were no salaries. 
there was no anything. It was, hey, let's do this. 20 grand. So pure Graham, grassroots Graham, support. Yeah. Graham Nichols, hats off to you, sir. Well done. Yeah. My, my only asterisk to this is, was it about the cause or was it to shove it to Melnick? There's definitely a little bit of both there. Definitely a bit of both. Def- but yeah. in, in fundraising, you take what you get. <laughs> 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 I'm not asking too many questions about why you're giving me this money, but I'm a charitable organization. And I will take that money. So, um, yeah. so throughout all of this, though, the unfortunate part is the community will be the one to suffer. Yep. Yes. And that's that's the part that's really looking bad at the moment, uh, yeah. because if and the, more people have left the Stenzorg now too, right? Yeah. Worth mentioning. Go on. Yep. Go for it. We uh, well, one well, of them was on. One of them was on. Craig. Uh, Craig Medag- I can't pronounce his last name. Medaglia. Medaglia. Yeah. Who's been the? Doesn't he ran the Twitter anyway. account. Yeah. yeah. Well, he social, he ran all the social media. He was he was the character behind. Um, a lot of what the social media had been doing and some of it was very creative and very well actually i'd say most of it was very creative and very very good and he announced yeah. on, he announced last week that he was leaving yep and yep. then man you you got a different piece of info i don't know where it came from oh well that's fine we can say it so janice nicholson who was the head of marketing and we had her on last year on part two of the ask me anything has also decided to leave the organization wow so there's a go lot back of to JP office. Grimes' email. Yeah. How do you be a fan of this team? Yeah, there's a lot of empty office space in the CTC, or there will be soon. No. Who's left there? Yeah, it's like Foundation's out, Craig's out, Janice is out. Yeah, a lot of desk space. A lot of desk space. To answer JP's email, um, my answer is actually quite simple, and it's not really anything I haven't said in situations similar to this over the past year, whether it was the Whatever, whatever has happened to come up, whether it's the owner or Uber or whatever. Um, I'm a fan of the team. And to me, the team is what happens on the ice and the players themselves. So whether I agree or I don't agree with moves they make either with on ice personnel or things that happen off ice doesn't affect my affection, my whatever tie to the my fandom of the team playing the game and yes there's certainly been some moves which seem to be counterproductive when it comes to making a good product on the ice Um, and sometimes in retrospect there's some sense that comes from them you don't like them at the time but in hindsight you go okay maybe that wasn't such a bad idea i still not necessarily like it but i certainly see the reasoning behind it and i can accept it and move on so, yeah, this whole, I, I'm, I still think that Eugene Melnick is going to be selling this team. And I think this is hastening this. I don't think this yep. is, I think it's going to become uh, more and more pressure and, and stronger and stronger movement towards him having to, if for no other reason that it's becoming untenable for him to remain the owner for, if nothing else, business reasons. So... Yep. I'll grin and bear it because there is this, this won't last forever. That that's me at least. How about you guys? Well, I'll, I'll tell you my point of view it and, and you guys kind of know it and is I'd say a couple of years ago, I, uh, 
and there's been so much crap that's been going on for more than two years, right? Uh, I had enough and I didn't renew season tickets and I put away all my sins clothing for a while. Um, barely even watched the games. And then last season, uh, slowly started, took a while, but slowly started to again. So I, I, I don't, I can't tell anybody how they're supposed to be a fan and, and what's the right thing or wrong thing to do. I can only tell you that for me, as I really did step back pretty far, I mean, it was on this podcast and talking, but that was, a, if it wasn't for that, I probably would be paying zero attention. Um, but you know what? I'm coming around. I hate what's going on with this stuff in the organization. Everything we just talked about, I hate it. But uh, I like hockey. I like the Sens. I've cheered them on for a long time. Um, they're bigger than this. This is a dark era for sure. Uh, I just bought season tickets for next season, whenever the hell that happens. Uh, <laughs> you suckered you know, me into it too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well done. Um. It was a complete role reversal. (laughs) 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 Touche. But, and I'm I'm actually wearing Send stuff right now, and I've lately been getting more things. So I I don't know. It's a process. I I like you, Cardinal. I like the product on the ice. I want to see it succeed. It's sad when the organization is hindering the capabilities of what could happen on the ice. But this is a lot of negative stuff. I do think eventually it will sort itself out it just won't be as soon as you want it to uh but for now i'm gonna have to just hate it but at the same time like what i see on the ice and well said yeah yeah i i, I honestly think you, you you have a good point it, it's because i i know colonel you keep saying that he's setting it up for selling i don't know about that man I don't, I don't think so. no. I don't think he's think setting he's it up for selling. I think I think he's backing himself into a corner where he has he's to. Going to have to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I don't think he's setting himself up for a big pay. Uh, I, I don't think there's like a big plan going. I am going to do everything to make this worth a lot of money. I think it's more the back yourself into a corner and suddenly there's no way out other than that. Yeah. Look, take this Seattle expansion money and just go retire on the island, man. You don't deserve yeah, this kind like of if if you want to put money back into the into the, into the community, then it's time for you to um, to just sell the team and then use your resources and put that into the into into the communities and into the causes that you like and, and that you're passionate about. I can't remember what was going on earlier this year where we were talking about um, Eugene Melnick did something. And the response from the uh, the league was, and and Penn, you you had the exact wording of this, which was, he's a he's a dedicated owner, and he's. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I can't remember exactly that's, what had happened to that point. Uh, it's it's in the, the new one too. Oh, last yeah. time. Last time. Well, last time is very similar. I think it. I think it was. Was it not a? a th- um, is that the board of governors meeting? I think down in Florida. Oh my god. I can't remember, but I mean What's you. It? The the quote that uh, Canuck the, the quote that you screenshotted for our, our notes. Oh, it was after Jim Little got fired. That's what it was. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. And I mean, the, the it was remember Jim Little. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a cut and paste of exactly the same comment. Um, it, it was basically uh, Pierre LeBrun from uh, TSN and the Athletic was on TSN twelve hundred radio talking to Ian Mendez, 
Um, and Pierre Lebrun said he reached out to the NHL to get their thoughts on the latest news cycle uh, involving the Sands, its foundation, Eugene Melnick, and was told by a league source he's an owner in good standing and the club meets all of its obligations. Then so when you first read that, you're, you're kind of like, oh, come on. But then, Dave, you brought up the good point. It's like, wait a second. What That's else like... What else Pan. can they That's like, Jeez, Bruce. Yeah, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> you have to that, that's, basically, that's basically saying, yep, he's an owner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't do yeah. anything else. There's everyone who's getting mad about this. I'm like, this is actually a really negative comment. Because oh, yeah. that means that they have nothing positive to say about him. And so the, the way that I compared yeah. it to is if you're calling someone for a re- for a character reference from a previous employer and the only thing you get is I confirm that this person worked here from this date to this date. Eesh. That yeah. tells you enough without putting themselves into a, a slander. Yeah. I replied to that tweet. I don't know if you saw it, but I used the picture from a, an old Simpsons reference, and it's when oh, yeah. Barney was Barney was the designated driver, and the Duff Beer guy showed up, and everyone's partying, and he's like, "I'm the designated driver," and all of a sudden the music stops, and like Duff Beer wholeheartedly supports a designated driver product <laughs> program. <laughs> Who wants to party? <laughs> it's like it's just flat generic statement. Like, oh yeah, it's words. And they're the only words we can say, so we use them. And let's move on. But what it does mean is that the NHL can't step in. And oh, they, yeah. they're not they're they're gonna protect their owners. They're not gonna do anything until he does start not meeting obligations. Well apparently and is, I can't I don't know where I read this, but apparently some of the owner other owners have asked the league if <laughs> like to check with the bylaws, like, can we do anything about this? Because they're I'm sure they're tired of cutting equalization checks. strong point but, yeah but the way that the uh that the the payroll's been working and with the ltir and all of that stuff and now we're gonna have elcs for the next two three years tv contracts keep this team afloat so yeah. i don't think it's going to be close is it going to be three years from now or three full seasons after the two guys that we're going to draft this year end their entry-level deals well even with even with TV money, the NHL is still a gate-driven league. It is. It, it is, but if they get zero dollars, and there's going to be a massive rollback for the escrow because of the pandemic, if his pay, if his payroll, if his local TV deal covers his payroll, that is twenty million dollars under the cap. Then Maybe you can do it at least for a little while. Yeah. yeah. But then what? And, that, and this yeah. is where the fan base is going, well, where are we going to keep the guys? Right. Completely forgetting that Shabbat signed, but Shabbat can also get traded at the team's decision, not his. Mm-hmm. But just everything we hear of, it's they cost too much. They want too much. So we had Turris and Stone and Zabanajad under really discounted contracts. And then they want to get paid. No, you cost too much. Alfie left, you cost too much. Um, when they're looking for a coach and someone asks us if you're going to hire a $5 million coach and he said, no, the coach isn't going to score. 
So I'm not going to get the best guy I'm going to get because that costs too much. The Sense Foundation, they cost too much. <laughs> you it's all, it's too always much. the same story. Yeah. It's always the same story. And that's why the fan base is hesitant to get behind this. So, like, I, I, I don't know. It's insulting for sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Carlson costs too much. And that one, whatever success it's coming out of that trade, they backed into it. They failed. Yeah. It, turned, it turned out to be an excellent trade, but not because of design, because of luck. Um, so in hindsight, it's a good thing they did make that trade, but wow. There's, They're lucky. There might be some credit to, to assign to it, but certainly not all of it. Um, do you want to go to our other email? Since sure. we kind of tossed this one to death. I can read this one if you like. Yeah, the one yeah, from Jason. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is from Jason. Hey, hope everyone is doing well. Just going a little crazy waiting for a new episode. It's been a while. Just an idea. Do a recording during the draft lottery. I think that would be cool. Get some immediate reaction and do some future outlook. Also, maybe another topic you could do would be potential free agents to go after in the offseason. I'll do that later. My dream for this offseason would be that the Sens try to trade for Eichel, if at all possible. I know there has been some speculation about trading him in the media. It's likely just because there is nothing else to write about right now. Hey, I can dream. I think the Sens have assets to make a tempting offer to Buffalo without sacrificing the rebuild. If I were Pierre Dorian, I would offer them White, Logan Brown, the Islanders first, and a second to start. Maybe this is the pessimist in me, but how much is there really to look forward to uh, next season? Watching the development of players can be interesting, but I want to see the team get some wins, especially against the Leafs. Bringing up players from the AHL isn't going to immediately do that. Even the high draft picks won't necessarily help in the short term. So I guess my reasoning for trading for a player like Eichel now is that it would make the team immediately more competitive and maybe bring more fans back to the games. He's a really exciting player to watch, extremely talented, but also works really hard. Have a good summer. Look forward to the next episode. Jay. That's that's a bold trade. I'll, I'll give you full marks on that one. I'll one-up that. Okay. He has the Islanders first. I would put uh, one of one of the top two firsts. Why not? I mean, Eichel is the real deal. No, so why I not trade? We can probably get equivalent for Eichel, or the 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 other top guys might end up being just like Eichel. I was going to say, I want to see where those picks end up first <laughs> before I make a, an offer like that. I, I don't think he wants. I don't think he'd want to come here. That being said, Ryan O'Reilly does he have an option? Uh, well, the, he's got an eight-year contract, so not really. It's not his choice. It's the team's. I was going to say, does he have no uh, trade clause? Uh, Michael, I don't know. Uh, let me check. Um, but they're not going to trade him within the division. That's true. Why would I make another team better? That I'm going to compete with. And yeah. he wants to win. Ottawa's not in a win-now position in reality. He does not have a no-trade. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm concerned about the attitude, though. But Ryan O'Reilly. Sure. Right, because remember he hated Buffalo. He didn't want to play hockey anymore. Goes to St. Louis. I think he Masterton nominee after for his rebound and Cup winner. So yeah, just 
29 years old? It'd be, it'd be interesting, man. It'd, be, it'd really be interesting, but I, I don't know. I don't think this is the right spot for him, especially when you're looking for the character and all that, but this is Team USA North. Um, I don't know. And Colin White, Logan Brown, they're both question marks at this point. So that'd be good. I, I, still, I, I still think this team might compete for the playoffs next year. I, well, if there's 24 teams, we would. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Actually, I want to go there just for a second because I haven't seen a lot of talk, and you can feel free to correct me on this one. Um, if we start playing, if camp's open for real in July, that means the teams don't start playing until August. So that'll be August and September for the playoffs? Roughly? Yeah. At least. Okay. Regular season. Uh, next season's camps will probably start in December. In December, so we're going to have a. I'd say. So we'll have a. We're going to have a strike sort in season next season. No, they're going to run of. it long. They're going to run it long. So it'll take be... two or three. It'll just take a shortened. So December till July, I guess, for the season, or August, and so then no. the next one will be November through July, and then October to June. So it'll be a couple years before we get back to it. Yeah, I'm not big on summer hockey, but all right. Okay. That, that I was going to ask you, what, what's your I, thought I, of I'm hockey fine, being played right. in August? No, Fuck I'm not interested. I, oops. I would I'm love not. it. If you're in playoffs, oh, oh that'd oh, be yeah. fun. It'd be so fun. I don't mind it at all. As someone I, who's I like going south for hockey, I think it would be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if, if my team was involved, okay. Otherwise, chances are I'm not interested. Yeah, but you've also missed playoffs with your team involved too. So no, I haven't. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you've gone you've gone to the cottage and stuff like that instead of watching uh, Montreal games. I don't need to watch them. There, I can listen to them on the radio up there. Oh, well, don't get you can listen to the. Oh, all right. I actually like I listening know. to games on the radio. I don't have to watch them on TV. I'm still listening to them. I remember Colin Greening scoring in double overtime. I was up at the lake. That was a few years back, but. I remember that. Did you tip the boat? No, we weren't out in the water because it was rather late at night. (laughs) (laughs) We were in the cabin, uh, but they could probably hear us in town, which is about eight kilometers away. We certainly scared all the animals away for a while. Nice. We were hooting and hollering pretty loud. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. No, just because I'm not in the city doesn't mean I'm not involved with what's going on with the team in the playoffs. I'm just doing something else I like to do at the same time. No problem. I don't have a problem with summer hockey. Uh, I like the sport. I I would love to be able to walk down to the arena in warmer weather and realistically in a regular season that only happens if you go into the second round or something. So. Just like road games and then going to the market and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, oh. When, it'd, when be we went to the, lot, it'd be a lot of fun. When we went to the Stanley Cup final, it was really wicked to be outside in, in May and June with yep. hockey going on. Oh, yeah. No, yep. don't get me wrong. That was fun. So but. there's just be because we've only done it in 2017. Seven. And seven. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like, yes, it was a lot of fun, and I got to do it once a decade. If it becomes more and more common, it'd just be a lot of fun. It would. Yeah, I, I, I would very much enjoy it, especially if the rink is downtown. <laughs> That'll take a few years. And they got to start on it now if it's going to be a few years. Otherwise, it'll be quite a number. Um, well, the, the cost was too much. Yeah. yeah. Because I wanted it for zero. 
Well, it's not even going anywhere at the moment, so. Okay. Oh, you know what UFA we should go after? Ryan Callahan. His contract's done. I was going to say he's on injured reserve. Yep, he's he's done now. Yeah. So. What? He's injured. We couldn't resign him. He would never pass a medical. Well, like, I'm, still I, him. <laughs> <laughs> but but then you have to pay him because insurance wouldn't be on the contract. Then it would that would cost the team money. Hmm. But then he's a veteran presence or something. Oh, maybe he's good at practice. Yeah. <laughs> like Lortiz. There, there really aren't that many UFAs right now. Um, Dustin Bufflin would be okay. It, like he wants to come here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, there's. I was going to say, you want to do a quick search of uh, pending UFAs and who you might be interested Taylor in? Taylor Hall, maybe. Like he, he's mostly left wing. He's got him as a center. I don't think he's ever played center, but that's Brady's again. He's not part. signing here. This all this off ice stuff affects UFA signings. It, it absolutely does. Um, Cody Cece, you want Cody Cece? No, he's resigning with Toronto. They need no. Him. I, I th- you know, I, I, th- I think he's going to Vegas. Mike Hoffman's available. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one I, one I would be interested in, depending on the price tag, would be would be Tyler Toffoli. Isn't he like thirty three now? He's twenty eight. It. Oh, I thought he was still signed in with. Uh, I guess not. With Vancouver, nope. uh, think, yeah, things are apparently working out quite well for him there. Um, well, not signed yet, but I mean, can't. I suppose he can't be. But but there's one. I name. might. I would take a flyer on Galchenyuk. One-year really? deal, cheap, cheap, cheap one-year deal. Perfect. Oh, so you wanted you wanted Nemestikov him, or not? Uh, you wanted to clear him. <laughs> Show us what you can do. No? Hey, crap! That's another thing I was thinking. It's if we could send the Columbus second-round pick to Edmonton for Puliarvi. That would mean we would have Anthony Duclair, Puliarvi. And the 2021 second round pick for Ryan Dezingle. Pretty good. And I actually think that would be a, a fair trade for Pugliarvi. And we got so many picks that it's, again, worth the risk. I mean, somebody gets to stay down in Belleville for a while. Or doesn't. Because it, it could Pugliarvi be Pugliarvi, to be honest. It could be Pugliarvi. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Is he old enough? He's still on an entry level? Or does it come I, off it? I don't know. I think he's an RFA, unsigned RFA. Okay. So uh, I don't know, but I don't think he's really played much in the NHL. So he might not have the games played. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there'll be some spaces available. Uh, Miguel Boddicker is uh, leaving the team. He'll be signed. He signed in Europe already for next yeah. season. Good for him. Yeah. Hey, get a, get a check. I'm all for it. He's, he and was, again, people were all upset. It's like, how can he sign there? The the season's not done. I'm like, you think Otto's going to tell him no? You have to honor this contract before you sign for next year. Come on, no, relax. He, he, <laughs> He's he, just relax, guys. He, he found somewhere to play, and I mean, according to most of the the people in, in media and around the team, he's been you know consummate pro. Hasn't been a sulky or anything like that. So. He did what he came. He, he wasn't playing, but he wasn't complaining about it, and he's found somewhere else to play. 
good on you. Go make money. I'm all for it. Um, other other player news just came out. Was it yesterday or day before? That um, the the it's team still March. <laughs> it's March ninety fourth. The um, the Ottawa Senators uh, team or the the member of the Ottawa Senators nominated for the Masterton Trophy is Bobby Ryan, which yep. comes as a surprise to absolutely nobody in Ottawa. Um, <laughs> some of the other people who've been nominated, I'm like, okay, I, I see them. I mean. Jay Bomeister, yeah, great. Yep. Um, so we'll There's see. one in Philly. I've forgotten his name. Um, begins with L. Last name. Yeah, Lindbaum or something. I don't yeah, know. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar Lindbaum. Yeah. Is it okay? So yeah, because he's got a very aggressive cancer, so mm-hmm. he, he's probably going to win this. Now the the other thing, not to kind of dump on these guys, but I thought that it was to that the Masterton is in regards for you to excel after a tragedy. I was going to say it's overcoming adversity, I thought. Not, That's right. And so I'm not trying to be nasty, but you're not in the middle of one. Handling adversity. That's right. So over, because if it was me, what I would have liked, and granted, with depends how the rest of the regular season would have looked like. If it was me, I probably would have gone with a Scott Sabre or Anthony Duclair. More likely than not Scott Sabre for this year. And then Bobby Ryan next year depending on how he comes back. I, I think it's, right. it, it's the, he's handled the adversity to get himself back to the NHL. I think yeah, is the and, way and it's being I, like, I'm not going to argue it because he didn't come oh, no. back. No. But if, if he was still off or, or, or whatnot or didn't come back or, or came back and didn't really achieve much, I, I would have pushed that off to next year if it was me. Fair enough. You, you'll get no I, I really want to... In, it's being a bit of a hard ass, but it's for me wanting to see you surpass and beat that problem, not just have to handle it, like what like what we've mentioned. Fair enough. Overcome it. Overcome it. Yep. Um, one other or a couple of other quick senators notes. Um, Mike Milbury tweeted back end of May, and I thought this was an interesting tweet, it, it, considering the source. And I'm not, I'm not slamming Mike Milbury, but I thought this was a, a bit of an unusual source for this particular tweet. And he said, the five guys that should be in the Hall of Fame that aren't. Uh, number five was Jeremy Roenick. And his comment was, Hall of Fame numbers may have hurt his own cause. Big time. Yeah. Number four, Alex McGilney. I don't yeah. think, any, I don't think anybody yeah. would argue that one. For, he was a first defector? Uh, among them, if not the first, yeah. Exactly. Number three, Theo Fleury. Also hurting his own cause. Hurt his own cause, but again, I think... Not I, not the level. Yeah. Um, whoops. Sorry, I just <laughs> made the screenshot disappear. Number two, Keith Kachuk. And in reference yep. to, see, Cam Neely. And number one, with the reasoning beside it, no-brainer, Daniel Alfredson. Wow. Yeah. Milbury? I'm, sur- I'm surprised Milbury. he got that high of a ranking on that group. Yeah. In that group, he ranks him number one as a no-brainer, Daniel Alfredson. I'm like, Mike Milbury said that. Okay. Yeah, that's another shot at Melnick. <laughs> <laughs> but still. I cannot wait for the book after after he's gone. I really can't. The book from everybody? <laughs> oh, Chris Evans is going to just have a heyday. I was going to say, CJ's you know, probably got a lot to afford already. Chris Johnson, Chris Johnson, yeah. Just, I, I've been reading that book actually from 
from Chris Stevenson, uh, the hundred things sense man must know or do before they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, uh, it might've butchered that title. Anyway, it's, it's an, it's a quick, easy kind of chapter read. And you forget how much adversity this team, the Ottawa senators have had to fight everything tooth and nail to get this thing off the ground. Uh, like some of the stories you, you kind of hear about them and you forget about them, but when you reread them, it's just insane. The, the extra hurdles they had to do the, the Ontario government at the time that was doing everything they could to stop them. Uh, when they f- went to play their very first game, uh, which then would have been at the civic center downtown because the palladium at the time wasn't built for f- several years. Uh, they did not have a liquor license on game day. They did not have it until seven o'clock at puck drop. And it was basically because the Toronto where the, the provincial capital is the, the minister wouldn't sign it until four fifty nine. It closed at five o'clock. The guy got on a plane, flew to the Ottawa airport, That's rushed down to the arena. So people who were there pregame, which of course you would be for the first game of the franchise, right? were getting served beer, which was non-alcoholic beer because they did not have a license for it. Like there was just the amount of hurdles and stupidity, just <laughs> politics that was going on. Power cords. <laughs> incredible and like this story is like i i live near the the uh the arena right now and you know like the, the stories we we hinted at over time like the 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 group that tried to paddle down the carp river to so it'd be identified as a navigable land and then it would restrict what they're how close you can build to it just crazy they had to build their own overpass onto the highway and a complete because, interchange yeah not just the overpass but the complete the interchange. complete interchange unheard of we're gonna we're gonna put a major sports center uh, in your town ottawa and it's gonna help the economy everything like that the roads right there is like well, we're not gonna build the infrastructure to it like oh well that's yeah. not an ottawa Crazy. thing that's an ontario thing I, you're right it's the ontario that was, highway. The NDP. That was and this that is was all the- off of hamilton just goofing one small thing yeah so oh, well. if you get that book it's an incredible read uh, I'm still going through it. I, I I should pick up a copy of it. That sounds like a. It does sound like a good. I read. I actually have an extra. Oh yeah, cool. Someone bought it for me as a gift, and I'm like, oh, here you have this. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll borrow it okay. from. You. When we're actually back together and recording face to face, which maybe we'll do for the draft. Hopefully in a couple weeks. Yeah, hope, <laughs> hoping so. <laughs> Block um, off, Colonel. Yeah. Block off. Yeah, I'll try. I've yeah. been pretty careful so far. I think it doesn't start till eight, anyways. So. Oh, I'm, I'm actually on the 26th. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm only working during the day. I already checked. Woo! Yeah. Party That's party. lottery day, right? Yep. Party your pants. Oh, okay. Maximum four people. <laughs> Pizza party at pants? No, we're allowed 10 now, right? Uh, as long as we're all six yeah. feet apart? Yeah, okay. Outside, yeah. <laughs> no offense. This backyard's not that big. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. The four of us can do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Four, three of us. <laughs> like, do we have a ghost? Not since uh, season one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was um, so terrible. One, no, it's produced anyways. <laughs> one, uh, one last little um, player bit of information. Uh, this came out. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at when the screenshot was. I believe it was in May. Um, the AHL as a league. Put out their all rookie team, and their all rookie team had two Ottawa Senators on it, 
Josh Norris and Alex Formanton. And I titled, I, I grabbed a stat from elsewhere, and I thought this was a, a, an amazing stat, which, man, I don't know if I ever passed it on to you before. Um, Alex Formanton had 23 assists in the shortened season this year, uh, 21 of which were primary assist. That's Whoa. that's pretty amazing. And 19 of those were at even strength. That's crazy. Yeah. We, we need centers so freaking bad. So, but I mean, he, we, we really need a center. He's well, he's he, he and he, I think he and Norris were playing together not to start the season, Ooh, but, but right they were playing, they were playing together later in the season. I'm like, you might want to keep that combo together. Yeah, it's this is what I'm really looking forward to. And if someone can just stop getting into his own way, it would be <laughs> He was doing so well over the pandemic. Yeah. It actually seemed like he turned a corner. Yeah. And, and then. then he turned another one. And then? <laughs> 180. And then everything went back to normal. <laughs> oh, I just took four right turns. <laughs> right back where I started from at home. Oh. Um, um, one quick little humor bit one more because we could use a little bit here and there um i just noted it in the notes but i i don't i don't think i ever sent you a screenshot of this guys shannon zabados hoping i'm pronouncing her name correctly um former or still current goalie for the women's team canada i think former believe former yeah yeah um she had a brilliant tweet in late may it was actually two of them um the, the second one simply a reply to the first one when the first one went so well and I read it, and I actually sat back and laughed. It was that I, I just was like, only a goalie would probably come up with this sort of thing. So she said, happy the NHL is back, but without fans, how do we expect the players to know when to shoot the puck? And, yeah. <laughs> and, and how will opposing goalies know they suck? It sounds pretty boring to me, a game with no shots on net and overly confident goalies. <laughs> That's good. And then good. the second one is, and it's been brought to my attention attention that the refs will also be completely lost without being told what the correct calls are supposed to be, and that and that they're just as bad, if not worse, depending on the score, than the opposing goalie. The Habs are going to be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Habs are going to be. The refs won't know what to call with the Habs. Like, oh, I, I want to call that, and there's nobody yelling at me saying that I shouldn't or telling me that it's a bad call or. <laughs> Hey, boo. Yeah, that, that looked fine. But speaking of, speaking of, um, there's an app being developed. <clears throat> excuse me. There's an app being developed for that, and it's being, they, they tried it out. I think it was in one of the Bundesliga games. I'm n- not sure. Where they were actually, they, they've piped in sound into an empty, well, an empty stadium or arena or whatever, where teams are playing. And it's linked to an app, and people can either cheer or boo, basically by pressing a button on the app. And whatever <laughs> sort of, whatever more input is going on, that's what the sound system makes. That's the sound the sound system makes. So you can who's going to hack that? Well, someone's probably going to hack that. But think of the possibilities. You could have an awful lot of fun like that. I mean, every Ottawa Senators fan cheering for the other team when Toronto's playing, as well as the other team's fans. Sea of blue. And, well, actually, sorry. <laughs> Ev- everybody cheering against the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Leafs fans. 
You can have some fun with that. Yep. I thought at least. Um, one small note, Brandon Bachensky, former uh, preseason wonder with the Senators. That's going back a few years. What's that back to about? Oh, 2012. Oh, I guess it is. Didn't he get like nine goals in the preseason and then falter in the regular? Oh, yeah. 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 Yet another guy that Jason Spezza got paid. Yeah, he 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 was a star in preseason and didn't do much afterwards. And well, then we got rid, we got rid of Spezza because well we could never find the winger for Spezza and then we traded him and then Mark Stone showed up. <sighs> do I detect bitterness? Well, it's just it's everything is always it's like we need this guy, we need this guy, we need this guy. Never mind, gone. And then okay, here's Stone. We need a center for Stone. It's like, oh God. <laughs> Well, we're getting them all young and all the same. We're getting a whole bunch of them young and at, like basically at the same time. So they have a chance to work it out. Um, Good luck in a couple of years in the contracts yeah. right now. Yeah. So Brandy Pachensky, um, I think it was yesterday or the day before, was elected mayor of Grand Forks, North Dakota. So good on you, buddy. You're 38 and you're now the mayor. Well done. Um, this is an old note. This is an, I, I, yeah. I, we haven't talked about this one in a while. It's been sitting in our notes because we've been trying to get through shows fairly quickly. This one, hey, we'll go long, whatever. Apple is developing an unsend feature for texting. And it's not, it's not available yet, but an unsend. So this was a question I think that came up on the radio when I wrote this down was, if you could use this unsend feature for texting, but on some sporting event at some point in the past, what would it be? I, mine's instant. I already know what it is. I, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a sporting event that I attended, and I would rewind to Friday, May 23rd, 2003, getting close to about 10 o'clock p.m., and make Jeff Friesen trip. Oh. <laughs> that was the one I was going to choose. <laughs> it, it, it has to be. It has to be. We, we, we would have won that. Absolutely. And I, I, honest, I honestly think we could have won 2017 also. Yeah. Oh, the double overtime. Oh, so, you know, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with what's his name that he almost tipped the puck out on that play. Oh, well, yeah, that's another good one, right? The double overtime against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, so was he's the guy that went to Europe. To, yeah. Oh, my God. What was his name? He was great, too. I can't think yeah. of it. I, but yeah, so just my unsend is for him to block that pass and take off on a on a, a breakaway. Breakaway, yeah. Oh, the difference between and, and that, that's another now. good one. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. It's the difference between the 2003 and the 2017, uh, both were Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven. The the only thing is with that 2017 team, it. Uh, like even then that overtime, the double overtime, it felt like we were hanging on, hanging on, oh, yeah. hanging on, hanging yeah. on. We were hemmed it in. Did, hemmed. Now rewind to t- 2003, we were dominating, dominating. We took our foot off the gas early in this, like I think game two of Eastern Conference Finals, learned a hard lesson and fought back. But we were in it. We were in it and we, we were better, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a stupid defensive mistake. They yep. left Jeff Friesen open. Um. 2003 would have changed the franchise. franchise. Yep. 2017 
I think the roster looks the same that it does now. Probably. I just watched a replay. I can't. It, it's only ever in our own end, so I don't know who the play would have been before Kunitz scored in double overtime. Sorry, I tried. He's a Swiss player. Yeah, he went it to the Swiss. Yes, yes, were the initials. I think. Our on our team, who went to the Swiss league? Yeah, after we got it, he was a ranger. I can't even. I don't even know where we got him from. Oh, um, Michael um, Budker? No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no! Everyone's shouting at us. <laughs> I know who you're thinking of. I thought we got him from out west. I gotta look it up. Okay, you look it up. <laughs> so this is this is turning into unscintillating radio. Um, but now now you're driving me crazy because I can't remember that. That's all right. We'll figure it out. Um. Christy Domenico. Victor Stahlberg. Victor Stahlberg. There, you there go. we go. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you got the first name, I'm no. Oh, the puck. I don't know. It went through a hole in the stick or something. It was just a tape, a tape pass at the yeah. blue line. He was there. It was, it was and, too hard of a pass. And, yeah. and he was a great player for us. It was unfortunate to lose him. He, was a, he did very well for what he, he really did. was. He yeah. was excellent. Yep. He, he was, was a, excellent. Um. We're running out of things to talk about, What's I that? think. We're running out of things to yeah. talk about. We have a couple of things left to do, I, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. We have the lottery simulation to go through. Do you want to do that before what grinds your gears? Or is yes. that what's going to be what grinds your gears? Uh, well, so let's, let's do it so now. Let's find out. Okay. Okay. Hit the button, Chuck. All right, here we go. Sim lottery. Well, we're picking four and five. Detroit won the lottery. And then who? Buffalo, Anaheim. Yeah, we're picking four and five, except it's Minnesota, Detroit, L.A., Ottawa. Okay, that's the last chance here. Come on, Pan. Three and four. Chicago up eight. Yeah, I had Minnesota. That's the kind of BS that's probably going to happen, too, isn't it? He goes to Chicago. I don't really care. See the first the first time I did this the day they announced what was going to happen I did it once and they won so you know every time I do it after that it just makes things worse I don't want to do that anymore it's like everything in life <laughs> yeah kind of you know what really grinds my gears Canuck you go first oh gosh well where do I start uh, UPS oh. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I got a, I got a lot of bad stories at UPS, but I actually have a good story too. Uh, for whatever reason, I think it's the depot in Canada uh, that is just understaffed. So bad. So, so if anything that routes through that depot in the West End, so for example, here's I'll be very specific: ordering an Apple Watch and coming from Toronto to Ottawa sits in the Canada depot. It was there like in two days which, you know, is not bad considering what's going on in the world. Sat there for two weeks every day and getting an email like, yep, it's being delivered today. Oh, sorry, delayed. Oh, yep, it's coming out today. Oh, sorry, delayed. Can't go pick it up. You, you just can't? You can't do anything. Oh. No, you can't. It, there's You just got to wait. Eventually it came. Something else happened like that too. And I'm, I'm reading more and more uh, things on social media having similar experiences with UPS going through that Canada depot. Having said that, I ordered a new uh, MacBook 
which came from Shanghai and arrived at my door via UPS within one week. That thing just traveled. I watched it come across the, the countries. It was amazing. But it did not go through Canada. I was going to say, is there was it a different level of service, perhaps? Like, like you know, I, I, ground I versus know. air kind of thing? I don't know. Well, it's like, unless know. you pay for that feature for them to lose your package. Because <laughs> that tends to be a big issue with them. They're a disaster. And like the last yeah, thing, I, the last thing that got stuck there, I think I was there for three weeks, if not longer. I they are? All it's like deliveries. I could have bought it at Cabela's. <laughs> yeah. All delivery companies are absolutely overloaded. Like it's been basically sure. the week before Christmas for them for three months. And they just can't get ahead of it because it hasn't slacked off. That's why they can't get ahead of it. So yeah, that, that, that wasn't my big, there's 20% nobody... of the population is unemployed right now, but you have to bond them all yeah. and you have to do like, it's not a simple hiring process to do that. I don't think. For whatever reason, UPS is really struggling. Uh, Everybody is. Too bad. Everybody is. That that actually wasn't my big grinds gears that I wanted to share. Uh, I don't know if I'm in the right frame of mind for for what I'd written down, but I'll I'll give it a shot and uh, I can keep it light. It's uh, social media, especially Twitter, has always had that negative edge to it. And it's just gotten worse, I I find, lately. I don't know if it's because we're all stuck at home. There's there's some... There's terrible things going on in the world right now. There's terrible things happening with racism that's been going on for so long. And, and I'm a white guy. I've been, lived a life of privilege. I, I'm not going to, you know, I have no soapbox. I, I just need to listen. But uh, there is a problem. Uh, and, of course, that's been taken over the news. Uh, my my beef isn't about, th- well, yes, I, I am upset. I'm anti-racism. But, uh, but. My beef isn't about that. My what grinds my gears is seeing people, and this doesn't apply to just that. It applies to everything. Is I think as humans, the most wonderful thing that we want to see is we want to see people change their minds. We want to see people come around to 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 learn more, to 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 make up for mistakes, and to if if they're in the wrong, to to kind of change their mind and to to correct themselves. I, I think. I think that's a good statement, right? If we see people doing something wrong and they make a change, we should, that's good. That's what we want. But I don't think people remember that. And uh, I'm going to use an example, but I hate to use it because I don't know much about this guy and I don't want it to be about this guy. But let's just, I'm going to use an example, the Drew Brees thing that came out. Um, I don't know anything about Drew Brees. I'm not going to speak to his heart. I don't know where he's coming from. The guy could be a racist. He may not be. So I'm just, it's just a recent example. It's top of mind. And again, with a caveat, I don't know this guy, but someone comes out and says, you know, I, I really respect the anthem and I, I really think that's not the time for a protest, uh, because, you know, it told those things are near and dear to him. I don't think he's, I don't think at face value, and again, I don't know this guy, I don't think he's trying to be racist there, but in light of what was going on in the world and what was trying to happen with that message, it comes out anti against that. So he, he got backlash for it and it sounds like he changed his opinion and apologized for it. So I, I think that's good. I think that's an excellent example of how we need to, you know, we take statements and, you know, we don't realize we're not coming from a, a bad point of view but we said it wrong 
and heaven knows I've done this. Maybe I'm doing it now, and, and I'm willing to listen and and, and you know and, and embrace change because I think that's what makes us better. But some people just seem to they're so binary, and I can't even use the expression black and white because that seems so wrong right now. But you know, so it's sort of a joke. binary that's is a bad joke. the right term. Binary, right? It's like it's either right or it's wrong, and there's no if you don't speak out on this issue the way that I prescribe it exactly to be, then you're wrong. And, and you always will be wrong. Even if you, even if you double back and, and apologize for that mistake, you're still wrong. You're still that. And I, I don't know. I, 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 it just see a lot of it right now. And, and maybe a lot of it's just, and maybe some of it's definitely true, but I don't know if it's the state, if that's the case for everybody. So it's, it's, it's a troubling time, but that, that's really been grinding me lately. I, I think part of the problem with that is in this day and age where there are so many sources of i'm going to choose my words carefully there are so many sources for content whether that content is fact whether that content is opinion whether that contact is truth there are many different sources for many different things and i find that people, and this is a very broad brush statement, which is why I'm saying it from 10,000 feet. There are, there are a great number of people, not all, but a great number of people who choose to only go to sources of content. I'm not even going to call it information. I'm going to call it content that feed their own bias. They're not interested in another point of view. They're not interested in listening to somebody say something that doesn't agree with them or that they already hold. That's why it's wrong, because I don't want to hear that. I want to find people that agree with the way I think, feel, whatever. And the words think and feel are important, because it's an awful lot of opinion, and opinion based on think and feel. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. My opinion is based on feelings, which is based on my opinion. It has nothing to do with fact. So you could, you know, whatever this happens to be, you can present the most articulate, well-researched, well-rounded counterpoint to whatever somebody is thinking, saying, or whatever, and yours is completely factual and completely correct, and it will be, don't tell me my opinion's wrong. It's my opinion. You can't tell me I'm wrong. And therein lies, the, I think, the biggest problem. It's basically the Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> and the Dunning-Kruger effect, it's basically a cognitive bias where people who have a low ability at something overestimate it. Hmm. Hmm. And because of that, they're so sure that they're good at something that don't tell me I'm not good at something. And the good at could be an opinion, a skill, a whatever. I think that's yeah. the biggest problem. And and to be honest, I've Russell called Twitter the cesspool of negativity many years ago, and I've adopted that because I think it's a very, very apt, it can be. apt phrase. Not always. I mean, hey, let's look at um, Six Sends did um, raising 20 grand for organ um donation and so on in a day like it can be used well but there's an awful lot of people 
I, I it, it just feeds, it, it feeds on it. The negativity feeds on itself. And it, it, that's why I try and stay away from it. I'll, I'll look at it and once in a while I'll find something that entertains me, but only very briefly. But I feel like, I feel exactly the same way you do, Canuck. It can just be so, so difficult at times. I thought of a better way of saying it and in, in shorter is I think, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, we need to have, we need to talk about it, right? We, we need to, we need to listen. We need to talk about it. We need to bring it to light. But a lot of times what we see is when people start talking about it, if they're not saying exactly what people think they need to say, it's like, oh, no, God. you can't talk about it. So like, well, no, no, we need to talk about this. We need to work through this. We need to figure out what's being said wrong. And, we, you know, this is good. This, yep. That was like progress. every single official statement in regards to the George Floyd killing. And that whatever, whatever company said, people would, would hate it. Exactly. That's- now, some of them were extremely pathetic. In regards to their comments. And 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 no one beats Ben and Jerry's. I missed that one. Oh, look it up after. But yeah, and I think and you mentioned it. No one is willing to listen. Everybody We've got the the your 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 feet are dug in, your heels are dug in, and you this is it, and that's what you see. And the algorithm also puts your like-minded comments first. Yeah, that's true. So that's where more and more of this this mess comes up. Mm-hmm. But in, in reality, when we're, when we're looking at this, and this is what grinds my gears too, is that people aren't willing to listen. And they're not willing to put yourselves in other people's shoes. And I've had discussions with almost like lifetime friends in regards to these things. And it's been very eye-opening that there are different opinions, but I think a lot of it is that they're just not willing to listen to the other side of things. I think it's because people listen with intent to reply. They're not yeah. listening with intent to understand. Yeah. I've already got my next point to refute what you just said. Well, you're not mm-hmm. listening to what I'm actually saying. No, but I already know. Yeah. And the I problem. think some of the the, night, or the better comments, which I've never thought of. I've learned a lot through this too myself. Because I just thought, yes, there's racism and minorities are not treated the same as, as white people. But it's minimal because that's what I felt. It's like there's been some, and we've talked about this in the past. But the especially in the US, it's but we've got it in Canada too and we've got it against the blacks. But blacks are treated way differently than any other minority group or marginalized group in the u.s and in canada i would still say they're getting it here and the indigenous people are getting it also probably to around the same negativity and and abuse levels so it's 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 been a learning experience for me and kind of bringing it back to, to things nascar out of all places is yeah. now banned the Confederate flag. Yeah. And I've seen some comments in regards to that. Well, that's our history. This is fr- from where we started. This is like my heritage. But then someone just replied back. It's like, yes, but we're not talking about you right now. We're talking about this other person who is black, who sees that as a, as a logo or an emblem of oppression. So... In reality, it doesn't really mean because it's not your your country's flag. It's not. 
So what is this symbol, which is historic to you, but hurts somebody else? Are you allowed to fly a Nazi flag in Germany? No. 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 But yet we... Is that not a parallel? You can fly them here, but you can't fly them there. Yeah. So, and in regards to the statues and stuff like that, because the statue is to celebrate, not to remember. There are no Hitler statues. No. In Germany. No Paul Pot statues in Cambodia. Yeah, Cambodia. But they kept Auschwitz open as a museum. It's not to celebrate yeah. it. And it's no, not even that it's part of our history. It's to learn. To remember. To educate and to learn and to remember. Yeah. Well, I was watching, just to lighten this up just a little, because it's a great discussion, <laughs> but to lighten it up just a little. I was watching one very long thread on Twitter last night about, you know, I want my right to wave the Confederate flag at races. And it was going on and on and on and on and on and on. And then there is was this a, the dri- Is this the driver that uh, is quitting? No, no, it oh, wasn't okay. up to him. Um, but the mic drop at the that ended this thread was somebody who said, "Don't worry, you can. They, they still they'll still be waving the Confederate flag at every NASCAR race, with one lap to go." That's a white flag. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, and it yeah, was just exactly. walk off. You you just won the internet with that one. Because it, sh- it it stopped everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I do not condone violence. I do not condone loitering or loitering. Yeah, loitering. I was going to say loitering. That's not it. Looting. But, looting. Thank you. I'm tired now. Um, but I don't condone that. But this is one of the first protests that I've actually seen affect change. Yeah. Only other thing I can think of is equal rights or for uh, homosexual rights in the 90s? Maybe in San Francisco with the Harvey Milk stuff? That might have even been in the 80s. But... And, and as much as we... The Ronnie King, I don't think changed anything. I, I was much younger at that point. wasn't overly paying attention. But this is like... So Minnesota has disbanded their police if you want to call it that i really think it's a way to break the union to be honest union police unions are a big problem um but there's a lot of confederate statues that are coming down um as mentioned nascar and other things like that but just so we're, we're seeing progress so it's good to know your history but don't live in your history and that, that's really what I've kind of taken out of this too, is just listening to people and it's good to improve for the better. That's a good way of putting it. I like that. Know it, but don't try and live in it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And for those that were saying that silence is complicit, anyone out there who likes Chris Neal, what do you like Chris Neal? Tough guy. What did he do as a tough guy? His fist. He stood up for his teammates. He stood up for the yeah. guys that couldn't defend themselves. And this is in regards to the whole anti-racism. There's a way different situation between professional hockey where people are making millions of dollars in real life. But if you see someone who's being marginalized and they can't defend themselves, stand up for them. Indeed. Don't just stay quiet and then complicit. 
and letting letting it happen. I'd say that's a good spot to end. Yeah. Everything else? Oh, in regards to that, look up, I think it's Jane Elliott, blue eyes and brown eyes test. Or experiment. It's very, very good. Okay, I'll have to look that That's up. That's eye-opening. Cool. Okay. Uh, so hopefully dra- or draft lottery night we get together. Yeah. Uh, housekeeping, just before we go, uh, email is podcast at sensecollops.com. We had two tonight. They're both great. They both gave us quite a bit to talk about, so please send us your thoughts on anything we've talked about or the draft coming up or anything else for that matter. Uh, the forums are at sensecollops.com and the waiver wire. You can always leave us a voicemail. Is one eight four four S U S C N S. We might be recording at the draft. We'll still have to work that part out. Um, we'll see. It depends on how things go between now and then, more than anything. In the meantime, uh, we hope everyone stays safe and healthy. Uh, please think of everyone around you as our world starts to reopen um, and restart. Masks aren't particularly comfortable, especially in the heat of summer, but they aren't a big sacrifice compared to those being made by the people on the front lines of all of this. So think of them. Think of everybody else around you. On behalf of Panic and Up and Cardinal, thank you very much for listening. Good night.